Hi, it's Chris Luna, dating coach for Craft Charisma. Welcome to the Craft Charisma podcast, our free audio coaching program where we assemble and interview some of the best experts in the world to help you become the man that you've always wanted to be. My guest today is Adam LaDolce. Adam is a motivational speaker who's spoken at over 100 colleges to over 50,000 people. He's also an MTV-made dating coach who helped a shy guy get a girlfriend in under three weeks. As a dating coach, he coaches both men and women, so he has some incredible perspectives on men, women, dating relationships, and the needs of both genders. He's also the author of a book called Being Alone Sucks, How to Build Self-Esteem, Confidence, and Social Freedom to Transform Your Dating and Social Life. Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, thanks so much, man. I'm really excited to be here. Adam, I know that you do something a little different than most dating coaches. Where most dating coaches will only work with men or women, you actually work with men and women on improving their dating life. So I'm assuming this gives you some unique perspectives and insights into kind of people's needs when they're dating, what they're looking for. And I'm hoping that we can start by having you share with our listeners some of the things that you've learned through this process. Sure. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you something, Chris. I have absolutely no plans whatsoever my entire life of A, being a dating coach and B, certainly coaching women. Uh, that was just not in my plans. But what ended up happening is I launched GoTalkTour.com. Uh, it went really, really well. Um, had a ton of traffic. It was featured in CNN, all these great sites. And what happened is all these women started reaching out to me and saying, Adam, why aren't you helping us women out there? We're, we're loving the advice that you have for guys, and we want the male's perspective. I mean, you're coaching all these guys, and how is it that we can kind of get our own edge up uh, when it comes to dating? So I then ended up launching sexyconfidence.com for women and applied a lot of the same principles that I was using with men uh, for women. And throughout the whole process, it was really interesting because – I was learning so much, so much about women that I, I quite honestly didn't certainly understand until I started coaching them and hearing kind of like their innermost secret, uh, secret thoughts and questions that they were asking me. Um, and it was helping me coach men. And obviously coaching men was helping me coach women. So I just saw so much synergy between the two that I, I thought, you know, I can't give either one up. I, I have to keep them both going and keep learning certainly uh, as I go along the way. Honestly, Adam, that sounds like an incredible experience. And it leads to another question. What are the most common complaints that women have about men? About men? Uh, some of the biggest complaints, I would say, are men suddenly just disappearing out of nowhere. You know, a guy will uh, be, for lack of better words nowadays, but courting a woman or, or obviously taking her out, taking her on dates. They start having sex. And then out of nowhere, the guy just vanishes into thin air. Um, that's, that's generally a pretty big theme. I mean, nowadays, like the hookup culture and casual dating, uh, which really leads me to the second biggest complaint is just the, the casual style dating nowadays and women finding it difficult to find a guy who really is, is looking to commit to something a little more serious than just, you know, uh, you know, random hookups or just kind of casually seeing each other. Adam, so you find that most of the people that you're coaching are looking for relationships? Well, uh, certainly for the women that I coach, uh, they are generally a little bit more relationship-focused, certainly, than my male clients. Um, but quite honestly, I mean, the men from a – you know, uh, when I started coaching men, it was all about, obviously, teaching them how to approach women and be able to connect. A lot of those guys certainly are interested in relationships, but – 
a lot of them also want to be able to play the field. Uh, whereas a lot of the women who come to me, they're so fr- you know, if a woman wants to just go out and have casual sex and just hook up with guys, I mean, most women out there can figure that out on their own. Uh, when they come to a dating coach, it's like, how do I actually transition uh, my relationships with men to something a little more serious uh, and, and get them to kind of stick around? So, yeah, I would say for, for women, it is definitely more focused on uh, relationships than, of course, something casual. Okay. I mean, I mean, that makes sense. In a lot of ways, that's really the perfect transition, Adam, into my next question, which is when you're coaching men or you're coaching women, what are the biggest differences when you're trying to teach them how to date? The major differences, I would say the biggest number one difference between the two are when I'm coaching men, I'm more so coaching men on how to go out and meet women, right? Most guys feel like once they've gotten past that initial fear of being able to approach, being able to flirt, um, and obviously escalate the conversation to something a little more sexual, most guys feel like they're on their own at that point forward. Um, whereas women, the coaching is quite frankly the opposite. Most women feel pretty comfortable going out and meeting guys. It's more so how do they manage themselves emotionally? How do they manage the relationship and, and pace it correctly, pace the timing and when to have sex? When, well, when should I bring up the question, you know, where's this thing going? Is this going to be a relationship or is it something casual? Um, and it's really just managing themselves once they start to really like one guy. It's like how do they make sure they don't come off too strong and, and kind of scare the guy away? So they are fundamentally very different problems. Uh, and it really comes down to the fact that, you know, like I said earlier, most women don't have a problem going out and meeting a guy. You know, most women can walk into a bar and they know that they could probably hook up with, you know, if they wanted to, a guy at that bar. Um, and obviously men don't have that same, uh, you know, same confidence, I guess, when they walk in uh, into a new venue. So I'd say that's definitely the, the biggest difference between the two. And it's been fascinating as I've kind of navigated both sides, uh, understanding some solutions to these problems, you know? You mentioned attraction, Adam. What are some of the things that you've discovered while talking to your female clients that they find most attractive in men? Uh, I would say, I mean, so it's interesting because, you know, anyone who's read anything, any attraction literature uh, on how men can attract women, a lot of the big, the big pieces are, of course, status, you know, your social value. Uh, confidence, body language, um, your personal style, things like that. Um, and it's interesting because women generally don't communicate that on the other side. Now, I, I think those are important attraction triggers, and they are still what I work with men on, on focusing on those things. But women, when they come to me, they say, listen, I just want a good guy. <laughs> I want a guy who's going to stick around and, and uh, you know, treat me well and, and show me some respect but not be a doormat. Um, and I would say that that is, you know, lo- so if we really boil it down, you know, loyalty is obviously a big thing. Trustworthiness. Um, almost all women want a guy who's funny. Uh, absolutely. Humor is, is really important. And a guy who's just fun, um, but also a guy who's, I don't know if I can swear on this. Can I, Chris, can I swear on this or is this? Yep, go ahead. All right. They don't want a guy who's a total pussy, right? They don't want a guy who will just lay down and let her walk all over him because that's boring and that no one wants that. Uh, they want to feel challenged. So, um, you know, it, 
it's uh i would say that those are, are definitely some of the biggest attraction triggers uh for women uh, at least that is what they say they're looking for um do they always follow through on that i, I don't know um you know that's that's the other question mm. adam i feel like there's some really good stuff here uh, your perspectives your insights are just different than a lot of people that we've interviewed up until this point sure and i feel like that has to do a lot with the fact that you just have a different background one of the things that you said was that women don't want to date a pussy. And if a guy is listening to this and he's not sure, he might have an idea, but he's not sure what you mean. I'm wondering if you could walk us through what it looks like to be a pussy and kind of explain what women mean when they say, I don't want to date a pussy. Sure. I mean, at the end of the day, we as humans will value things or people, quite frankly, that we need to work for, right? Um, if something comes easily, then we don't place a value on that. And I don't mean to objectify humans, whether it's men or women, but it is, it's true. And that works on both sides of, on both genders, of course. So when it comes to actually being a, a challenge and not being a total pussy, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term, for lack of a better term today, I would say the biggest thing is one, um, being relatively uh, immune to social pressures. So not being afraid to be outgoing, to say what's on your mind, to disagree with a woman. Uh, if you're out on a date, she says something inappropriate, then you know what, call her out on it, right? Don't just lay back and think, you know what, I just wanna make sure she's happy and do everything I can to, uh, to avoid controversy, I suppose. Um, the other thing is to, to tease her, to goof around, to have fun, to challenge her. Um, I, I hate to keep using the word challenge as I'm trying to find challenge, but uh, it's true. She, um, let's say, uh, God, I'm trying to think uh, on a first date. Let's say you're on a first date and she starts to, you know, make fun of the waiter or something. I don't know. It's the first thing that came to my mind. She starts to say, oh, that waiter is terrible. And all you're seeing is this poor waiter walking around the room trying to, manage 20 different tables at once, then maybe you'll call her out and be like, you clearly have no freaking idea what it's like to be a waiter when you're going around and busting 20 tables, right? Um, that's where I find men can elicit a very strong emotional response, sometimes negative, but generally more positive when it comes to a woman because a woman needs to be called out on her bullshit. And quite frankly, a man needs to be called out on his bullshit. Uh, and I'll, so I'll give the same advice to women. Um, so I, I don't know if that's specific enough, but that is certainly how I see being a challenge is really just being open with who you are, your opinions, and not being afraid to say something that might not go so well, quite frankly. As you were talking, Adam, so many different things popped in my mind. The first thing that popped into my mind is the idea that when we come across something that we want and we're faced with a challenge, in order to get what we want, we have to invest in it in order to overcome that challenge. And that investment could be time, money, or resources really, uh, our body, it could be emotions. But the common thread is that the more that we invest in something, the more that we value it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I wanna actually just add on to that point in that something I believe so strongly in is, is that you cannot play hard to get. You need to actually be hard to get. This is not something that you can fake. Um, and it's something I certainly, in my earlier days of, you know, back in the day when I read the game and I was into pickup and all that stuff, um, which I'm really no longer even consider myself part of the community or pickup at this point. 
but back in the day, you know, I used to try to fabricate this concept of being this guy who's super challenging for girls. And what I ended up doing was coming off is totally try hard. You know, I would almost go so over the top with all these concepts that a girl who's just a woman who has any uh, real social awareness would just see right through my crap and say, wow, this guy is a total wuss and he has nothing else going for him. Um, so, so with that said, for those guys who are struggling to be that guy who is, uh, you know, a challenge to women, I would say your biggest problem is when it is options, right? The easiest way for you to come off uh, to, to be a challenge is if you have other options and you feel like you can meet anyone, women anywhere, uh, and be able to obviously approach them, be able to, uh, you know, if you start seeing one girl um, in an obviously non-committal way, you need to keep continue getting out there, meeting other women so that you're not so scared to say something to a girl uh, and be scared to lose her, you know? This is dating coach Chris Luna with Craft Charisma, and this is the perfect time to take a quick break to talk to you about something incredibly important. At Craft Charisma, we understand how important it is for you to be great, to be great at work, socially, and to have a great dating and sex life. The fact that you're listening to this podcast already means that you're different because you're actively investing in yourself and in your goals. We think that's awesome, and we want to talk to you about how Craft Charisma Live programs can take you to the next level. Every day I get letters from men who started just where you're at now. They were trying to improve with women, wondering whether they could change. Often they question themselves because their look, looks, age, ethnicity, accent, height, personal history, or something else. But in each case, each man made the investment in himself, took a Craft Charisma Live program, and it changed his life. In our live programs, we teach you the foundations of great dating skills by having you drill them until you no longer have to think about them. Then we take you into bars, clubs, and onto the street to teach you how to apply these strategies in live situations on strangers. Our coaches are there every step of the way to assist, demonstrate, give you feedback, and to help you reach your goals. Craft Christmas Live programs are the best dating coaching programs in the world. If you're serious about reaching that next level, we can help you get there fast. If you're interested in learning more, contact us at craftchrisma.com. We look forward to hearing more about your situation and helping you reach your goals. Now back to the podcast. Something else you said uh, about the idea of being challenging that um, that is worth kind of mentioning is you were talking about um, uh, about kind of appeasement to a certain extent, right? Like trying to appease somebody who is um, trying to appease a woman all the time. I, I find that tendency kind of common. If you think about um, you think about somebody who is high value, like if you're around your boss, for example, usually you if you're worried about whether what you're going to do around him because he's going to fire you, then it creates kind of this social dynamic where you're constantly trying to appease him and scared to to kind of like damage that relationship. And it, and it sounds like what you're saying is that men do something very similar with women. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's impossible to take risks when you feel like if if you take that risk and it goes badly, the world is going to end, right? Like you just can't, you know, if a guy is totally broke for him to invest $20,000 in a new business deal is, you know, an impossible feat, quite honestly, because if he loses that money, then he is totally 100% fucked. 
screwed, right? Same thing goes with, with dating, quite frankly. If, if you finally, like, let's say you've been obsessed with this one girl that worked in your office. She's just perfect. She's great. You finally muster up the courage to go up to her. You know, she says, yes, I will. I'm happy to grab drinks later, you know, this week. What are you going to do on that date? You are going to do everything in your everything you have uh, available to you to appease her and to make her happy. But what's going to happen is this is like your twenty thousand dollar investment when you're broke because you got nothing else going for you. So of course you're going to come off as a total wuss because you're going to be you're going to just try to do anything and everything that you possibly want, you know. Uh, and and women, quite frankly, you know they they want a gentleman. They want a guy who respects them. But they also don't. But they don't want a guy who is boring, doesn't elicit any kind of fun attraction, any fun uh, emotional response, and uh, you know doesn't isn't quite frankly fun. You know, a guy who will do anything for you, uh, and you haven't done anything to deserve that treatment, is boring and unattractive. It also sounds like he's not respecting himself. Yeah, he's not respecting himself, and quite frankly, he's not really respecting the woman because she hasn't done anything to deserve this. Right. I mean, that's the biggest thing is a, a, an attractive woman does not want to be judged based on how pretty she is. She doesn't want to be treated because or treated a certain way because she's pretty. I mean, certainly some women do uh, and they'll take advantage of that. But women who are who are real and want to get out there and actually find a, a, a solid relationship or um, or just I, what I would consider to be a high quality woman. You know, she wants to be treated well because of who she is and her personality. Um, and if a guy is clearly doing things just because he thinks she's hot or he's intimidated by her looks, then obviously she's going to find that wildly unattractive. She's going to know that that guy doesn't have any other options, uh, you know, other than her. And she's certainly not going to want to go out with that guy ever again. And that's why I'll, I'll just finish it. That's why a lot of women are attracted to you know, the bad boy or the, you know, quite frankly, a lot of jerks. It's just because, you know, those guys um, are at least exciting to them, quite honestly, than a boring guy who treats them well. And I'm not saying, by the way, and by the way, I'm not saying that means every guy should be a jerk. Actually, I'm saying quite the opposite. I think you should, um, you know, of course, respect a woman, be open with her about your intentions. Um, but at the same time, you know, Basically, what I'm saying is every guy, I believe, should be out there meeting a lot of women until he's in a committed relationship. Once you're in a committed relationship, all that shit's off the table. You have to obviously, then you're in a committed relationship. Don't cheat. Don't, don't play any of these games. But um, up until that point, man, that's where you got to work even harder to be getting out there, getting your approaching women whenever you can, uh, going out on other dates so you don't have that, you know, tendency to just uh, get, you know, totally obsessed with one girl and obviously, uh, you know, turn her away because you're giving her all of your attention that she hasn't deserved yet. This is great. So essentially like the more options a guy has, the less value he puts into each option. Essentially. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I mean, I'll certainly even do that in my own personal life. If I start to like one girl a lot, I think that's an exciting, amazing time uh, in my life. I, I, love when that happens, of course. But at the same time, I know that if I don't have other things going for me, then I'm going to do things that are just, I'm, all I'm going to do is think about her. And then obviously I'm going to come off too strong. And before I know it, that's going to be pushing her away. So that's the day I'll go out. 
and approach 10 women in the park, you know, and get out there. And I'll have my clients do the same thing. I actually had one client, a uh, male client of mine, he's a really, he actually just got out of a really serious relationship, like two and a half years. They were engaged. She called off the wedding a month before. He was destroyed. And then uh, now he's back on the dating scene, and he's met a woman he really likes once again. And that was like only two months since he broke up with his last woman. He's now in a new relationship. Uh, or excuse me, he's now seeing this new woman. And my biggest concern for him is, of course, that he's going to come off too strong. He's going to start pushing her away because he's going to make it – he's going to try to uh, speed up the process and get her to commit to him really, really quickly. And uh, so what I had him do over the last weekend is he had to approach 10 new women. I don't care. I don't care if he – even if he doesn't like any of them, I don't care. Just get out there, start meeting other people as well. Keep uh, keep maintaining forward progression. And uh, I haven't talked to him yet, but I have a feeling, you know, it's Monday morning here, but I have a feeling that uh, he might feel a little bit differently uh, about the woman uh, that he just met because, once again, it's kind of a reminder that, hey, I have other options. I feel like this is a challenge for a lot of guys when they first start going out because they don't have a lot of options. And so they put so much weight in every interaction. Every time they meet a girl, they get a phone number, they have a date, they have sex with somebody. Um, they put so much weight into it and it screws with their mind. Is that something that you notice with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that leads us to another point when it comes to options, which is around standards and standards around physical looks and standards around women that you go out with or women that you even talk to. Um, and sometimes I know this is going to sound crazy to some guys listening in on this, but sometimes they'll tell clients to, quite honestly, lower their standards a little bit. And it doesn't mean you have to have sex with a woman who you're not attracted to or anything like that. But just start getting that, that ball rolling, start getting that forward progression, that forward momentum, and get online, for example. If you, if you cannot approach a girl whatsoever, then you know what? Join OkCupid. Join a free dating site. Put up a profile. Go out with any girl, quite honestly, who will go out with you, who is, you know, within – at least a, a semi-acceptable range, and just start getting out there. And this doesn't mean that you should lead that woman on. If you go out with her, you know, be open with her. Be like, hey, listen, I'm just, I'm just dating, just seeing what's out there, kind of new to the dating scene, just wanted to, you know, see where all this goes. Um, but honestly, just by getting out there, and if you're finding that you're only going for the nines and the tens and the perfect women out there, but you're completely striking out, it might be because – you don't have much confidence right now because you, you quite honestly just haven't gotten the ball rolling. So roll your stands a little bit, get out there. And um, on that note, I know I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but on that note, I'll go with clients as well. And when most guys walk into a venue or a bar, what is the first thing that we do? We look at all the most beautiful women in that venue and we think, holy crap, I need to go up and talk to that girl. And then what do we end up doing? We get all this anxiety feel the butterflies in our stomach, then we go to the corner, we psych ourselves out, we get into the corner of the bar, and we do nothing. So instead of having that mentality, I actually, anytime I go out with my clients, we go out, or even when I go out on my own, I'm not, within the first 30 minutes to an hour of walking to any venue, I'm not looking at the most beautiful women there. Quite frankly, I don't want to look at them. I don't want to know that they exist. I will talk to anyone. I'll talk to the weird guy talking in the corner, uh, you know, who's <laughs> clearly you know, not supposed to be at this particular venue or this club. And I'll have a half hour conversation with him just to kind of get moving. And then I'll talk to the, you know, 45 year olds, uh, you know, let's say bridesmaids in the corner as well, you know, who are just having a good time. 
just start getting the ball rolling. And before you know it, it this this concept of options and um, uh, appeasement and value really also applies to, to the bar scene or, or any scene where you're approaching women. That is, if you start getting that ball rolling, get moving, uh, and you have a ton of options uh, in the nights, you're going to feel so much better uh, to be able to approach the women that you're really attracted to and you're intimidated by. Now, the, I think these are kind of great. You have some great, great thoughts here. We usually tell people that the only way that you get comfortable with women is by being with women. Yeah, right. And the same thing is the same thing is true uh, about the opposite. I mean, you see, you hear. I remember when I was in, right out of high school, I had a couple of buddies and. They, they would tell me or girls that I knew who said who who the girls told me they couldn't orgasm or I had a buddy of mine, a couple buddies of mine who dated girls and they said they couldn't orgasm. And I think that you see this um, more commonly with younger women because they're so self-conscious about being naked when they're with their first boyfriend. And not every girl's like that, but they become so self-conscious they get kind of stuck in their head and, and they're not really in the moment. And, and I see the same thing with uh, with men where I get clients who have don't have a lot of sexual experience uh or they have been out of the market for or they've been they, they haven't been dating for uh for a long time and so they have trouble getting erect and it's the same thing they're so self-conscious about uh about whether or not they're going to be able to get erect or whether or not the size of their penis or their body or whatever uh how they look naked that they get taken out of the moment even if they're with a woman that they're attracted to and and uh and so as a consequence of that um, it kind of affects them. And so the only way that you really can become comfortable with women, at least this is what we tell people, is by being around women. And the same thing that you're talking about as far as being social, uh, the more people you talk to, the more comfortable you are in social environments. I, I would I would agree with you. I think that's the, the better you'll do. Um, I, th- I think these are just, these are really kind of great tips. Is there anything you want to add, add on to that? Yeah, I mean... It- so I, I totally agree with that. And I think that all boils down to confidence, right? Confidence uh, in the bedroom, confidence when it comes to approaching women, confidence when it goes to going on a date, confidence with public speaking, whatever it is. What most people don't realize is that confidence is, is a fluid thing, right? It goes up and down all the time. And what I've realized, I mean, I've certainly lost confidence in all of those areas in my life at one point in time or another. But I think what differentiates quite frankly, people like you and me, Chris, is that we just, we have the perspective that says, I know that at any time I can raise my confidence again in that particular area by doing two things. One is learning as much as I can from people who are succeeding in that area. And two is by getting practice. And you cannot build confidence in anything in life, I I believe, pretty much without at least one or two of those, one of those two things, either knowing how to do it and learning from people who have already succeeded at it, or two, getting a ton of practice. Um, and, you know, like let's say in your, you know, guys struggling in bed uh, to, you know, get an erection, he can either start having sex <laughs> with a lot of women and start to build up that confidence, or two, maybe he even reads an article that says, hey, listen, when you're having sex, uh, just breathe three times before you walk into the room and do a meditation, the mantra, I don't know, whatever the article would be, I just love my area of expertise. Um, and uh, maybe that make him feel better. So for those guys who are struggling in any of those areas in your life, just realize that the emotion creates emotion. You do need to get out there. I certainly, even at this point, Chris, I'm sure you can relate to this. Um, like when I don't coach for a while, I'll sometimes, like I took uh, seven months off of infield coaching with men uh, as I was building my website for women and, and building a following there. 
And uh, I recently got back into it uh, like a month ago, and I've had a ton of clients. And honestly, I was nervous getting back out there. I'm like, I haven't coached a guy in a while. And uh, so what I do the week before, I was doing a ton of approaches. And then I was also reading all my old material. And what did I do? It brought back all the confidence that I felt I had lost in that area. And by the time I was working with the client, we were good to go. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. It's, and it's, it's great. And I, I do know, know what you're talking about. I usually tell people that you kind of, you learn something and you try it and build experience. And then you look at objectively, try to look at whether it's working, uh, working well, or it's not working. And then you make adjustments and you learn more, you try again, you look at the data, but you kind of, kind of keep refining the process. But it's, it's really, as men, we learn this stuff. Um, or we learn everything really through kind of observation, watching uh, people around us do whatever it is that uh, we're trying to learn and through trial and error, right? And so, uh, yeah, no, I think this is, I think this stuff is right. I think it's right on. Okay, so for, for guys who are kind of trying to go out there and get those experiences, build their, their confidence, but they're having some setbacks, what do you recommend in those situations? How do, how do they kind of continue to stay motivated and consistently take action so they can improve? Taking everything we've already talked about also into consideration, I would say on top of that, a few things you'd want to do for any guy who's struggling in this area is one, of course, create an online dating profile have that. I mean, I think any guy is insane nowadays if he doesn't have an online dating profile and if he's single, and especially if he's struggling. Uh, at first, you might not get a lot of hits on that profile. It might not go so well, but then you got to, like, like we've said over and over in this, in this podcast, you need to be updating it, changing the picture, seeing what's work, updating your text, and just start getting some momentum there. Um, on top of that, uh, on having an online dating profile, start just building your social circle a little bit, uh, going to social events in general. Um, and it doesn't even necessarily have to do with picking up women or anything like that. Just start going out and making friends, right? <laughs> whatever you want to call it, social circle game. I know like in the pickup community, they talk about like, dude, how do I work on my social circle game? It's like, dude, you're talking about how do you make friends? You know, like go, go, go out and just make some friends and, you know, join Join, uh, you know, meetup.com, for example, if you want to join the Video Gamers Association. You know, there might not be any girls there, but, you know, you make some guy friends. Who knows? Um, join, go to a wine tasting event. That is going to have a great ratio uh, of women. And you know what? Let's say you don't actually meet any women romantically there. Maybe you'll meet a girl who's just chill and she's got some other friends and they got a party going on that weekend. You know, it's it just by getting out there and taking some, making some movement in your life and, um, and just being sociable is a great way to, to make that happen. Um, something I talk a lot about with women that uh, really, quite frankly, applies just as equally for men is what I call the dual intent strategy. And that is basically going out and doing something that will contribute to your personal growth while at the same time helping you meet, help you meet new people. So, like I said, um, you know, like one example might be, let's say you want to work on your, your public speaking skills. Join the Toastmasters group. Well, it's a dual intent strategy because, one, obviously you're going to work on your skills for public speaking. But on top of that, you're going to meet a lot of people. I mean, if you've ever been to Toastmasters, and for those of you who don't know Toastmasters, it's like it's an organization where you practice your public speaking skills uh, with groups of people. 
And what are you doing? You're working on your social skills. You're working on your public speaking skills. You're getting to meet a ton of people. It's like a win-win-win all around. Um, same thing goes with, uh, like, I'm a, I'm a huge CrossFitter. I'm, I do a lot of CrossFit, um, and I'm not here to promote CrossFit in any way, shape, or form because we all know CrossFit people can be crazy. But if you need to work on your health a little bit, then start doing group exercises, right? Don't just try to go to the gym by yourself and put on your head, headset. Dude, go to yoga. <laughs> I mean, I, I do yoga once a week here. And call me lame, but let me tell you, yoga has, you know, usually 60 to 70 women, at least here in Boston, every class, and maybe three men, and two of the men are gay. And then there's New York is exactly the same. Yeah, actually, how I got into yoga is uh, from from New York. I lived in New York. So it's the same thing. So, you know, I, I think you guys are hopefully getting the point, but, you know, don't always think about this all in terms of, I need to just go out and hit on women. You also need to develop yourself and, and start building that kind of uh, well-rounded, you know, identity towards yourself. And like I said, like these are the things that I will, if I'm going into my own personal slump and if I'm single, these are the same things I'll do. I'll be like, listen, instead of feeling badly about myself, I need to just go to meetup.com or eventbrite.com is another great resource for finding out things that are going around in your city. And just go make it happen. Start making some friends. Get some uh, get some movement. And then before you know it, you know, you'll have a social circle. you have some parties. And let me tell you one thing. I'll, I'll finish this, this whole rant on, on one key point, and that is it's certainly a lot easier when you're first starting out to meet women through friends than it is to just cold approach a girl at the park or certainly Central Park, you know. Um, talk about a, a tough place to, to really get started. So, um, you know, start building that social circle, become social, and uh, – See if you can make it happen. Adam, over the course of this conversation, I feel like there's two themes that really stick out to me. The first one is if you want to have more women in your life, you want to have more attractive, better quality women in your life, then you first need to focus on becoming a more attractive person. Essentially, the type of man that women want to be around. And second, you absolutely have to put yourself out there. Yeah. And... And the thing is, like, this is advice that I wish I had heard, you know, seven years ago when I first got into all this stuff. But I think about when I first got started, I was reading, like, all the pickup literature. I was trying to figure out, you know, how do I just go out and meet girls? You know, where do all the girls go? Well, there's this bar in my neighborhood. It's called Joshua Tree. Uh, it's in Austin. And that's – we would go there, like, four nights a week because we were being – you know, I was reading all the stuff, and they were saying, you know, go to a bar and cold approach women. Let me tell you, going to a bar and just doing a cold approach to a girl, I think is one of the most challenging ways to meet women. Now, it's the most, in some ways, it's the most empowering if you can really figure it out, because that means obviously, you know, you can go out any night of the week to make it happen. So it's not something I think you should uh, stray away from. You should try to figure that out. But also, you should have a few other strategies on top of that, because I remember, like, go, I think back to my days of getting started. You know, when I would first approach a girl, I was saying some ridiculous, horrible pickup lines that I would never even dare to repeat here. But I would get rejected so hard. You know, it's so brutal. And because it was just like a really tough scene uh, of either extreme failure or extreme success. Um, so I think my point with all this is like, you know, a lot of these guys have this idea that going to a bar is like the only way to be able to meet a girl. Uh, but there's so many other ways that. At first, if you're just getting started, might kind of ease you into the process a little bit. Uh, then you know, even then, certainly like going to a club or something like that. Mm. 
Adam, this has been absolutely incredible. Unfortunately, I'm over on time, but I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And if you're listening and you want to learn more about Adam, his coaching, his book, the different things that he does, I'm going to post some links on the Craft Charisma website and within the description of this podcast so you can learn about him more easily. Thank you again. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Hi, it's Chris Luna with Craft Charisma. Absolutely another awesome podcast with another incredible guest. If you haven't followed us yet, make sure that you follow us on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, whatever it is that uh, you're using to listen to this podcast. If there's a guest that you want on here, reach out to me. Make sure that uh, that I know. Uh, I'll get them on the show. Uh, I'll beg them, yell, scream, stand outside their house, whatever. I'll, I'll get them on the show for you guys. Uh, but make sure you let me know who those people are. You can reach out to me through Twitter, uh, Twitter forward slash Craft Charisma, Facebook, Facebook forward slash Craft Charisma, or you can email me, Chris at Craft Charisma. Dot com and I will do everything I can to make sure that happens. Again, we want to continue to improve this podcast so that we can help you reach your goals. So uh, bye for now, and you'll hear from me again soon.